Hi, did you know that a couple got nine years for a Wendy's finger scam? So basically, they, the, the, in California, they sent them to nine years for planting a human finger in a bowl of chili as part of a scam to defraud a Wendy's fast food restaurant. Isn't that crazy? So I was thinking, because I'm a little fucked up, I was like, where did it get that finger? So I was reading the article, and basically... They obtained a piece of a finger from a co-worker who lost the tip of a finger in an industrial accident at a Las Vegas paving company. The man had turned over a, the finger fragment to settle a $50 debt. <laughs> so he took, so they, these motherfuckers, you know, they, they're, what a, you know they, their co-worker lost a finger and they're like, ooh, shit, better use that in a bowl of chilies, you know, in a bowl of chili from Wendy's. They, they literally took... The fucking finger <laughs> went to the restaurant, ordered chili from Wendy's, put it in there, and said, Holy fuck, did you see this? I'm suing you. And then they get nine years for it. Isn't, it, isn't America great? So, welcome to an episode of Nevermind the Broadcast, and I'm your host, Izzy Swamp. This week, I did an interview with Mike from the Rum Jacks, from Mickey Rickshaw. He does so many things. He's super talented, performing big big stages with tons of people. This guy is a true blue, living a dream that everybody wants to live. And he's just tremendously talented. I was super happy to get an interview with him. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited to present it. So I'm going to play you a song, and then I'll, I'll do the interview afterwards. So the song I'm going to do is from Mickey Rickshaw from their first album, Pints of Pity. And the reason why I picked the first album is because when I, you know, I, I played that album all the time. It's just a banger of an album. I love that album. It, it's just, it, like, their music is so good. And the No Heaven for Heroes album, you got to listen to that. It's so amazing. So I have to play this song, then I'll play the interview after. So it's going to be Pints of Pity by Mickey Rickshaw. And then the interview after. I forgot to say that.
is Mike Ripkeys, and I am in a band called the Rum Jacks, and also Mickey Rickshaw. Yes, two of uh, two awesome bands that I love. So I'm I'm excited to go into it. So I remember when you when you did the um, the Mickey Rickshaw band, and you know I, I played a show with you guys, and uh, and are you still? I mean, you're still playing in that band, right? You're still doing music and create writing songs with them. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, <clears throat> with those guys is essentially a, a drinking club at this point. Um, we still get together and practice when we can, um, but we haven't been playing as many shows in the past two years. But well, I guess the past four years since COVID and then since the Rum Jacks. But um, but yeah, yeah, we have a few coming up. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think we're ready to start playing shows again, and we have like a ton of songs that we're just kind of sitting on we don't know what we're doing so i think i'm just gonna end up recording the record myself but uh yeah new songs and new shows yes i'm excited and you're also busy with the rum jacks what's going on with that yeah so we're we're also working on a new record um this one it's funny having the two different bands one no label support or anything it's all diy the other one, we have booking agents, we got labels, we have publishers. So it's like, I don't know. It's funny. There's way more pressure on the Rumjack stuff. So the Rickshaw stuff has just been pretty easygoing. But it's funny because I learned everything that um, goes on with a band like the Rumjacks in like the, the, I don't know, the business side of things where I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how you do and put out a record. So I don't know. Hopefully it'll go more smooth with Rickshaw than the last ones we did. <laughs> How do you view different punk scenes? Because I know you travel a lot with the Rum Jacks and, and Mickey Rickshaw. Mm -hmm. So, like, in different areas, do you, do you notice any difference with the uh, the punk scene? Or Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, um, especially in Europe, where you're seeing different countries and even different regions of countries. Like, you'll notice, like, um, unless you're in Berlin, in, like, eastern Germany, crowds are way more, like... Um, it feels more formal. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't even know if formal is the right word, but um, it takes them a little, little longer in the set to warm up. Whereas in like Western Germany, France, it's, it's just different. And then of course in Greece, they're crazy. Um, if you, if you're playing like big outdoor shows, the flares go up, you know, those like soccer flares, or well, they're like signal flares, but they, you know, you see them at all like the soccer games and everything. Well, they do that at shows and that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then France is nuts. They are they are awesome. I love the French um, all around the country. Their their scenes are just wild. See, that's cool. That's why I always tell bands to go touring. So that's like that that and and you you see different scenes and you and you know and it's kind of cool to hear that that you know when you travel to you know France and Greece and they have like an awesome thriving scene there with people dancing. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, and you're playing, I mean, do you get nervous, though? Like, because sometimes, like, I don't even know, even playing to five people, I'm like, oh, man. Like, because even you're just, boom, like, right in front of the stage, in front of thousands of people, and it's like, that's awesome. Like, I, you don't get nervous at all, or or do you even get in your head, like, oh, no, what if I mess up this lyric or something? <laughs> it's funny. In the in the beginning, um, I was like, no, nah, I've never had any form of stage fright or anything in my life. I mean, like you and you and me both have been playing punk shows since we were teenagers so it's like you're usually just hanging out with your friends until it's time to like drag your equipment up and like you know rip a 30 minute set um 
but I don't know. I think it was like the first, it was the first show I played with the Rum Jacks. Um, it was this festival punk rock holiday and I'd never played in front of that many people. And I was like, holy shit, I am nervous as <laughs> could be. And, and yeah, it was, it was funny. And then I, I just like started just ripping Jameson and, uh, and that didn't make anything better. <laughs> I was, I was then just nervous, but also drunk. And I was like, cool. Now I'm going to like not remember words and everything. And yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that all, that all goes away. Um, Pete That's cool. from the Bouncing Souls, Pete Steinkopf said, like, yeah, if you're nervous, it goes away with the first note you play. Um, so that was some advice he gave me back in the day when, uh, yeah, when we were first starting to play bigger shows. Tell us the story of how you got, you know, with the, you know, with the Long Jacks. Cause I know that that, that must have been, mm-hmm. you know, kind of from going from a DIY band to something major now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so basically... I had hustled Mickey Rickshaw for years. Um, and we got to the point where we did a few tours overseas. Like, you know, we did Germany and France and the UK and Ireland. But um, I think through that, I we met the Rum Jacks playing this, like, small, weird festival in Germany. And that was where we first talked to them. And ironically enough, their singer... Um, posted, uh, after he saw it, he said, don't worry, the future of Celtic punk is in good hands after seeing Mickey Rickshaw play, which was kind of funny because I ended up replacing him. (laughs) I don't know, I think it was just, it was just, yeah, it was just through meeting those guys at that festival that we were talking, and our little sub-genre of punk is, it's really fun, but it can be some of the most cringe, embarrassing, like weird gimmicky music that when done incorrectly, it's like the worst thing in the world. And it's, I don't know. I don't like a lot of this. <laughs> I don't like a lot of Celtic punk <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, like we're not singing yep. about St. Patrick's Day, but it's like, yeah, but the Pogues is what got us into it. That there's such, such a cool, um, I don't know, way they've blended Irish music, which Irish music on its own is beautiful. It's really sad. It's dark. It's got really good storytelling. And then it has this sense of rebellion, so it fit perfectly with punk. Um, so my whole point in all this is that there were not that many Celtic punk fans in the world that are doing it in a kind of way that the Rum Jacks were agreeing with. Not not agreeing with, you know, because they're, you know, they don't look, they don't, you know, turn their noses to anyone. But um, they, we saw eye to eye in how we feel about the genre. Um, so that's why they liked uh, Mickey Rickshaw to begin with. And then they booted their singer because um, he was a violent piece of shit and he has all sorts of other issues and um, history and all sorts of stuff. And them just trying to play music and, and, you know, they've been grinding for years since 2008 that band started. And they've just been putting up wow. with this yeah this uh this piece of shit their old singer frankie um so they finally an event happened within the band and they booted them you know this it takes one person to ruin the whole band if especially if you have somebody that is violent or volatile or starting problems with people you know just give them a boot find somebody that you know be about the music that's this should be fun not not a job it shouldn't have to be like that 
Yeah, and this wasn't like, oh, it's punk rock, like Sid Vicious swinging the bass at the guy in Texas. Like, like yeah, sure, fights happen at shows, whatever. But no, this is just him being an utter piece of shit. This is not like excusable by any like, oh, whatever, it's punk, you know, because that's like a no, no, pretty pretty lazy blanket excuse that a lot of uh, a lot of the old heads use. But I don't know. No, I agree with you. I, I, I hate that, like, so that punk mentality, like, I'm a punk, so I get to be a piece of shit to people now. No. <laughs> like, that that definitely isn't the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you want, if you want, if you care about any any sort of a scene or anything, then that's not going to, that's not going to help anything out. But, you know, that's just what gets venues shut down and um, keeps people from coming to shows. And I and speaking of shows, like I've seen you at many shows of punk shows, and you know, and it's cool. You're still supporting the scene and all the stuff. So like, so has there has there been any shows lately that you were like, holy shit, like this is like the, one of the better punk shows that you've seen? I mean, the copyright chaos reunion was sick. I went to the one in Boston too, and that was great to see like Moose Knuckle, like those kids are awesome, the Boston band, um, and then Unwanted Noise from, from Montreal. So it was good to see like, <laughs> the you know, there's still a bit of street punk happening. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that that was, that was fun. Those, those shows. Yeah, absolutely. So and it's always, it's always like copyright cast is amazing, but um, which, are you going to the Push show, by the way? Um, I'm going to try to make that one. What I, I recently saw it was sold out, and I was like, oh, well, uh, we'll see. I don't have a ticket, but... We'll see. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah I'm, the, so uh, with, I, I'm so bad with buying tickets ahead of time to any shows. Like, it's funny, because now that I'm seeing, like, these big tours, and, and they're, the promoters are talking about ticket sales ahead of time, and they're like, okay, well, we've only sold, like, you know, 65% of this venue, so we got to really push promotion on this city and i'm like well i never buy tickets ahead of time i just rock up and so i don't know it's funny <laughs> no that's that's how i am too i'm pretty bad at buying them ahead of time too so and are you are you touring by any chance or uh, this year or going or doing anything this year no um well yes but um we're so since this recording year we are staying put we're also the past like two years we toured a lot i think we did like eight months two years ago and then i think this recent year was like six months or something like that it was it was a lot of time on the road so i know we're trying to do less of it and a little more like intentional with our tours whereas we would kind of say yes to everything take everything um but you just end up just i don't know not, not burning out because it's always fun but you're like okay what are we doing here um so this year you know we're doing like uh, June, um, that's like festival season for us. Um, and then I don't know, probably something, probably something in November. Um, cause that'll be as the, I don't know when this album is going to be out, but we're trying to record it at the beginning of this year, but yeah, this will be a light touring year. And then we're popping over to Greece for St. Patty's day. We're just doing a weekend there to Saloniki in Athens. Um, yeah. And then maybe some one-offs. No, that's that's really awesome. So I mean, especially you guys, you you don't want to get burned out doing all these shows and saying yes to everything. Cause then you know you don't have time to write new music. You're just playing all the time. Yep. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, really trying to write music yeah. first this year. 
so let's see we released an album called hestia 2021 um that that did really well um we did not know how that was going to go because obviously like the old singer was like pretty much a 50 year old guy with a, like a fake scottish accent um he was australian but all of a sudden he developed this, this scottish accent because he's actually from scotland it turns out he was a compulsive liar but um Oh my god, he sounds great. The amount of, <laughs> the amount of like just narcissistic lies this dude told is wild. But um, oh my god. Yeah, but it, it, either way, so I sound completely different from him. So we weren't sure how much of the fan base was gonna fall off, but we ended up growing a lot after this album. Like, yeah, we lost a bunch of people that were like, oh, I like the old guy, and like that's fair to him, you know? Who cares? Um, yeah, we cool. we got we're growing so it's like anyone that doesn't want to stay we not trying to make them you know we're not trying to win anyone over exactly exactly uh, and i remember um i i remember when uh bros went on tour and ricky and we were playing with mickey Richshaw and we and we got your uh your cd at the time and oh my god we played that thing over and over and and, and then we were really? just playing it over and over again yeah that that we were singing along, <laughs> like we were going to different cities and just singing to the songs and on the, on the CD. It's so good, like so, that. I love it. Oh my God, it was probably one of the older ones. It had um, not my problem now. Oh, okay. uh, I'm sorry, Miss Mahoney. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was our first one. Oh man, that was a ma- like masterpiece. <laughs> that was yeah. That would have been like right when I was um. That's that's funny. It was right when we got that band started. We recorded that. It's funny. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta, you know, obviously get current with the other stuff too. I gotta get current, but that's my problem. I I tend to fall in love with one album, and then I'm like, I need to listen to it until oh, yeah. <laughs> until I wear oh, it out. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I love when whenever I listen when I'm, I'm checking out a new band, I usually go to their older stuff and then start listening for to see how they progress and changed. Which I have to do. <laughs> I gotta get your other stuff. I gotta get your other uh, Mickey Rickshaw stuff, and then all your, you know, Lumberjack stuff. So I can be current. <laughs> well, if, if there's two that's... albums I would suggest, it would be Mickey Rickshaw Home and Song. That album is pretty good. We did that with Pete from the Bouncing Souls, and then Rumjack's Hestia is um, all right. Solid. The two of those are. Yeah, I'm real proud of those. And where can they buy everything? I mean, do you guys have a site or or Bandcamp or something? Um, I think just rumjacks.com would have the link to all of our vinyl and all that stuff. Rickshaw, I I don't even know. I mean, yeah, Rickshaw, everything is on Bandcamp. Um, okay. But we just have piles of boxes of vinyl in the practice space, and we're just hoping that we're going to start selling it at some point because we're like, we put out the record in like 2019, played a few shows, and then COVID hit, and then we just have these piles and piles of vinyl. Uh, we forgot to actually push the vinyl after spending like three thousand bucks to like press it. Um, I don't know. We were ambitious because we were like, "Yeah, let's just really go for it." No, it's not worth putting out a 12-inch unless you're really gonna be able to sell it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, you guys said no. Yeah, because it's also like, you can't just press 100. They make you press like a minimum of of 1,000 or whatever we were working with at the time, you know. Oh, Uh, God, yeah, vinyl is so expensive. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean. Yeah, that's all we sell. Like we don't even do CDs anymore. But. Well, I gotta, I gotta purchase some of that stuff from you. So I'll probably hit you up and and pur- start purchasing some stuff. But anything you, I don't want to keep you too long. So I know you have, you know, stuff going on. But um, do you have anything you want to promote? Anything you want to say on the show? Yeah. Any, so any analysis, anything. Flat Earth has more authority to it than people believe. If people are telling you the earth is round, they're making the flat earth movement, you know, look like we're a bunch of fools, then that's that's just the media. So don't listen to them flat earth all the way. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, he, he went on the show and he just promoted flat earth the whole time. Um, no, I mean, th- th- we have nothing specific that we're promoting. I mean, Mickey Rickshaw has three dates coming up, um, New Hampshire, Boston, and Providence. That is with the Dreadnoughts, and that is February 8th, 9th, and 10th. So if this airs before that, um, next weekend, I'm I'm just guessing when this is coming out. I honestly have no idea. Um, Yeah, Mickey Rickshaw and the Dreadnoughts, um, that's going to be a blast. Those will be be really fun shows. Awesome. And, again, thank you for doing the show. And, you know, I'll probably see you at a show or two. (laughs) 